الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم تبارك الذي بيده الملك وهو على كل شيء قدير الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عجبا لأمر المؤمن إن أمره كله له خير وليس ذلك لأحد إلا للمؤمن إن أصابته سراء شكر فكان خيرا له وإن أصابته ضراء صبر فكان خيرا له أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected mothers and sisters This is a program which is somewhat different in that those sisters have gathered who are in some situation that Allah has placed them in and the purpose of this program is together with other aspects that would be discussed that for us to understand what Allah has created us for where are we heading to and how can we then in the light of this be able to cope with whatever the situations may be while at the same time asking Allah for afiyat for shifa for cure from all the various ailments and illnesses for complete afiyat and safety from every kind of calamity and hardship so this is the thing that we need to focus on what is the purpose that Allah Ta'ala has brought us into this world and where are we headed to in the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited Allah Ta'ala says Tabarak alladhi biyadihi al-mulk wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir alladhi khalaq al-mawta wal-hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala Allah Ta'ala has created this life and death and the purpose of this life and death is so that Allah Ta'ala may test you who does the best of actions. This is a test. This whole life is a test. Now, this test is in various ways, various forms. Somebody is sometimes tested with wealth. Does the person pass in the test of the wealth or not? Hazrat Sulaiman was a king. He was a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala as well. And he had that wealth which we can't even imagine. And he passed in the test of that wealth. And there was Qarun. Qarun was the minister of Fir'aun. And Allah Ta'ala says we had given him that amount of wealth that forget the wealth itself, even the keys to those safes and those vaults were so much that an entire group of strong men would have difficulty in carrying merely the keys. So how much of wealth he had? You have a huge room, one key for it. So how many keys there must be for a group of strong men not being able to carry it easily? So all this wealth Allah gave him, but he failed in that wealth. So the wealth is a test. Some people pass in it, some people fail in it. Likewise, Health is also a test. 
some people they pass in the test of health they use it in the correct way they worship allah tabaraka wa taala they engage themselves in the service of deen in the service of mankind in helping people etc various things and some people unfortunately fail in the test of health that health allah taala gave them they misuse that health some people engage in all kinds of terrible deeds because they feel that we are very healthy we can do what we want there's nobody to tell us anything we have the strength we have the energy we can do what we want so many people unfortunately fail in the test of health and then the lack of health this is also a test but this is a very much simpler test in health many a person becomes proud and arrogant many people pass alhamdulillah but many people in health and wealth and especially when both things are in hand a person has very good health and he has a lot of wealth allah forbid many people then fail in this test people become arrogant they become proud they become haughty some of them become oppressors they engage in various kinds of evils thereafter the person engages in lying in backbiting in oppressing others person doesn't care for whatever the situation is he feels there is no problem i can do as i want i have all the health that my uh, i have all the health i need and i have all the wealth i want so who is there to touch me or tell me anything and they miserably fail in this and the time comes when there is no wealth and there is no health to go along with them in the grave if nothing happens before that is otherwise by the time the time comes to leave the world and go into the grave they are total failures and they are now in the position that they have to face the everlasting punishment of the hereafter but when a person is generally ill this makes a person humble sometimes it makes a person little broken hearted also it makes a person feel low sometimes this is human nature we are all human beings but what we need to focus on is that what allah taala is then granting a person in this condition for example in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives the virtue of visiting the sick can you imagine one is the sick person himself the person who goes to visit the sick person that person also benefits so much because he went to visit a sick person so what must be the rank of the sick person himself that the one who went to visit him gets such great virtues in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says man ada maridan aw zara akhan lahu fillah the one who visits a sick person or visits some brother of his for the sake of allah taala alone no ulterior motive he doesn't have any other desire any other work with the person he's only visiting him for the sake of allah taala to please my muslim brother my muslim sister so the reward of this is that a caller calls out from the skies an angel calls out nadahu munadin bi antibta what a wonderful thing you have done or taba mamshak you are walking in that direction to go and visit your sick brother your sick sister this too is most excellent and on top of that wa tabawwata min al jannati manzila you have built yourself an abode in jannat for what for going to visit the sick person 
So the person who went to visit the sick person gets such a great reward. What would be the reward of the sick person himself? What, what rahmat of Allah Ta'ala is showering upon that person? That the person who came to visit also got rewarded so greatly. And this is highlighted in another hadith. We just said sometimes that it's human nature. A person is sick, the person becomes a little broken hearted. But Allah Ta'ala says in a hadith Qudsi, Ana indal munkasirati qulubuhum. I am with the broken hearted. I am with the broken hearted. Allah Ta'ala is with the broken hearted. And therefore in one hadith Qudsi, Nabi Islam says that on the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will question his servants. And Allah Ta'ala will say that Maridtu falam ta'udni Allah Ta'ala will question a servant. That uh, there are various things mentioned in this hadith. For example, it's meant that Ju'tu falam tut'imni Allah Ta'ala will ask the person that I was hungry, you didn't feed me. The person will be astonished. He will be amazed. Ya Allah, how can I feed you? You are the one who feeds the entire creation. And you don't get hungry. So Allah Ta'ala will say that certain slave of mine, certain creation of mine and slave of mine was hungry. Had you fed him, you would have found me with him. In other words, you would have received my love. You would have received my, bene- my grace, my mercy, my compassion, my forgiveness. So there are various things mentioned. One of the things mentioned is that Allah Ta'ala will say to the person, Maritu falam ta'udni, I became ill and you did not come to visit me. The person will say, Kifa wa anta rabbul alameen. Wallah, how can I visit you? You are the rub and the nurturer of the entire and the sustainer of the entire universe. You are the one that sustains the entire universe. You are a shafi. You are the one that gives cure. And how can I visit you? Allah Ta'ala will say that, did you not know that certain uh, servant of mine was ill? Had you visited that servant of mine, you would have forward, uh, wajatta, wajatta ni indahu, You would have found me by that person. In other words, Allah Ta'ala is with those who are sick, with those who are ill, with those who are weak, with those who are broken hearted, with those who are enduring this but with patience, with sabr. Allah Ta'ala is with them. And this is the reward of the person coming to visit them, that that person also gets the reward of Allah Ta'ala. That person also gets the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, gets the rahmat and the mercies of Allah Ta'ala. So all this comes as a result of the rahmat that is pouring down on the sick person, that even the visitor is getting blessed. So what is required is that to be conscious of this, to be focusing on this. We are human, we are weak, we will sometimes feel a little low, sometimes a little down. But, as we mentioned, that Allah Ta'ala created this world for a purpose and created us in this world for an objective, for a purpose as well. What is our purpose? Our purpose is to please Allah Ta'ala and in the short life, nobody is going to live in this world forever. This life is short and we all, everybody, the healthiest person, the wealthiest person, the one who is ill, the one who is poverty stricken, the one who doesn't have a morsel to eat, or the one who has every bit of food at his disposal, everybody has to leave this world. Nobody is going to remain forever. There is one friend of mine, he's quite ill, and at one time the doctor told him something, the doctor told him you have uh, this major problem, he was suffering, he's still suffering from cancer, and uh, gave him a whole lot of things, and told him that, 
you know, we don't have guarantee how long you will be around. So any case, he says, very jovial person, he says, you know, the doctor told me this, the doctor is gone, I'm still around. The doctor is gone, I'm still around. I'm still walking and talking, alhamdulillah, the doctor already, they buried him long time. So life and death is in the hands of Allah Ta'ala. No doctor, no specialist, no surgeon has life and death in his hands. It is in the hands of Allah Ta'ala. Many a healthy person is gone and many a ill person is still carrying on with life, is still earning the rewards of the hereafter. That person's books are already closed. But in any case, Allah Ta'ala created us for the hereafter. Our object is to please Allah Ta'ala and in that process to earn the everlasting Jannat, to to earn the everlasting rewards of the hereafter. This world is a very temporary place. And when a person will reach the Akhirat, when a person will be reaching the hereafter, then this world will be just like a dream that has passed. A person will not even consider anything happened. In the Hadith Sharif it comes that on the day of Qiyamat, a person who is destined for Jannat, the person who is destined for Jannat, that person who had a great amount of problems, difficulties, hardships, illnesses, poverty, whatever else in this world, every kind of difficulty that can be imagined, that person was suffering from. But that person, alhamdulillah, left the world with iman. That is the main thing, that a person keeps that iman intact. The person left the world with iman and every kind of hardship and difficulty and suffering was experienced in this world. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will take this person and for one very, very brief moment, just so to say for our understanding, dip him into Jannat and bring him out immediately. So in other words, he'll just be in Jannat for a moment and he'll be brought out immediately. One brief moment, what can a person see and experience in one brief moment? But that one brief moment in Jannat will be such that thereafter Allah Ta'ala will ask the person, that did you ever experience any difficulty in the world? That one brief moment in Jannat will be such, that it will make the person completely forget about what happened in the world. The person will take a qasam, because he forgot now, he's totally blank. He'll take a qasam and say, Ya Allah, I never experienced any difficulty in the world. This will be the effect of that one brief moment in Jannat. And on the other hand, there will be a person who had every comfort, every luxury, every kind of outward excitement and enjoyment and whatever else we may call it. But that person left the world without Iman. Now that person is destined for Jahannam forever. That person will be also taken and just put into Jahannam first for just one brief moment and brought out. And then Allah Ta'ala will ask him, did you ever experience any happiness in the world? That one very, very brief moment, a millisecond in Jahannam, the effect of it will be such that he'll take a qasam and say, I never experienced any joy in the world. I never experienced any happiness, any comfort, any pleasure in the world. So, what we understand from this is, our direction is Jannat. And Jannat is the true place of happiness, of peace, of serenity, of comfort, of every kind of pleasure. What it just requires is, that a person just goes through this life fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala, whatever the condition Allah Ta'ala has kept one in, we ask for afiyat, we beg Allah Ta'ala for shifa, for cure, this too is sunnat. 
and this too will earn rewards to turn to Allah Ta'ala and to beg His mercy, beg His clemency, beg His forgiveness, beg His uh, cure. So all this we will continue with. But at the same time, while any condition prevails on us, and everybody in the world has some condition or the other, somebody has something, somebody has something else, somebody in the middle of their wealth and health are more in greater, uh, in, in worse circumstances, in more severe circumstances, and they are in greater turmoil than outwardly what others seem to be in. So everybody has some situation or the other. Whatever situation Allah Ta'ala has kept us in, we, on the one hand, we make an effort to make sure that we are pleasing Allah Ta'ala, we are not disobeying Him in any way. Together with that, whatever condition Allah Ta'ala has kept us in, we submit to Allah Ta'ala in that. And while a person begs Allah Ta'ala for afiyat, for safety, for shifa, for cure, this we will continue doing. But a person doesn't have any complaint in the heart against Allah Ta'ala. These conditions that come in the Hadith Sharif, it is mentioned that sometimes Allah Ta'ala has decreed a certain position for a person in Jannat. There are various levels and various positions in Jannat. And some people's position in comparison to others will be that these people will be looking up like the stars far away in the sky. And they will look at these stars. These stars will be other people's positions, high up, very high rank. So sometimes Allah Ta'ala has decreed a very high rank for somebody. But that person is not capable of reaching that high rank with his a'mal, with his actions. Like some people, alhamdulillah, they perform tahajjud for half the night. Some people fast every day, every other day. Some people decide maybe 20 paras, 30 paras of the Qur'an Sharif daily. Some people give great amount of money in sadaqah and charity. Some people have other amal, great, great actions. They serve deen whole day and night. So, sometimes a person has been decreed for a certain position, a very high position in Jannat. But that person somehow doesn't have that ability or is not able to attain that position merely by his actions. He is not in a position to be, he is too weak, he can't make the hajjud the whole night, he can't fast every other day, or he doesn't have that amount of wealth to give in sadaqah and charity. Allah Ta'ala, it comes in the hadith sharif, Allah Ta'ala then brings about some conditions on the person. Sometimes some illness, some poverty, some other difficulty, some hardship. And then gives the person the tawfiq and the ability of making sabr upon it. Sabr doesn't mean that a person will not undertake treatment, will not make dua for cure. No, all this is not against sabr. Sabr simply means that while the person is undertaking treatment, while the person is under making dua, dua is first obviously, the person is making dua, making, giving some sadaqah, undertaking treatment, whatever else is necessary is being done. But the heart has submitted to Allah Ta'ala. That, Ya Allah, whatever condition you have put me in, you are the doer, you, your wisdom is beyond limits, you know what is good for me, I beg your forgiveness, I beg your mercy, I beg your shifa, I beg your cure, but whatever condition you have kept me in, I submit in that also. I submit to you alone. So that is sabr. That the person doesn't complain against Allah Ta'ala. So when the person now conducts this sabr, 
sabr is such a thing in the hadith sharif in the quran sharif there are rewards mentioned for various things in the ahadith there are rewards mentioned for various things somebody does this this is the reward he will get the reward of freeing one slave he does this he will get 100 good deeds he does this he will get a million good deeds etc etc many many rewards mentioned for various actions but when it comes to sabr and being patient in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Subhanallah, can we imagine Allah Ta'ala is saying, Allah Ta'ala is saying, that those who are patient, their rewards are unlimited. For various other actions, the person performing salah also, there's a great reward, but there's a specific reward. Person is keeping fast, there's a specific reward. Person goes for Hajj, there's a specific reward. Everything, there's a rewards mentioned, great, great rewards, mountains of rewards. But for nothing, this has been mentioned, no other action, this has been mentioned. What has been mentioned for Sabr, that إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ That the person who undertakes something patiently, Allah Ta'ala rewards him unlimited, unlimited. And part of that unlimited reward, apart from the unlimited rewards, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala is with those who are patient. Can we imagine? Allah is with those who are patient. So, this is the thing that happens then, that a person who has been decreed for a very high rank in the Akhirat, Allah Ta'ala brings about these little conditions, these tests, as mentioned in the ayat of the Qur'an Shari that was recited at the beginning, that this entire life is a test. And sometimes Allah Ta'ala brings these tests as well, these tests of some grief, some sorrow, some sickness, some difficulty, these are all tests. But life is very short, all this will pass one day. But in this process, while the person was undertaking treatment, first and foremost making dua, undertaking whatever treatment was necessary, but in all that the focus was towards Allah Ta'ala. That my Rabb, whatever my Rabb has decreed for me, He knows best. And I will be patient in it. And in that patience, I will be receiving the closeness of my Rabb. I will be receiving the closeness of my Allah. My Allah is with me. And when Allah Ta'ala is with me, then I have everything. And Allah Ta'ala has blessed me so much, that let alone Allah is with me, even those who will come to visit me, they will also receive the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. And the rewards that Allah Ta'ala is blessing me with, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ that unlimited rewards. I cannot in my condition maybe fast at all. In my condition I may not be able to maybe perform any nafil salah also. I am just barely managing to perform the farz. I may not be able to make much tilawat. I may not be able to do other actions that people are doing to go and help somebody else. But in this condition, while I am just lying down unable to do much, but... Allah Ta'ala's Rahmat is pouring on me more than everybody else also. More than the person that is fasting. More than the person that is performing tahajjud the whole night. More than the person that is out striving in jihad. More than the person who is risking his life in the battlefield somewhere. More than the person who is giving millions in charity. Can we imagine that on that suburbat, that the person has submitted to Allah Ta'ala, that dua will continue for cure. We will keep begging Allah Ta'ala to cure us. We will keep uh, on with whatever medication and treatment has been prescribed for us. 
Whatever needs to be done will be done. But in all that, our gaze is towards our Rabb. And just in that, we are getting those rewards which others can't even gain with their actions. And as we said, this life is after all temporary. This world is temporary. One day the healthy person is going to go. One day the wealthy person is going to go. One day every healthy and wealthy person will be gone also. And even we will also have to leave this world one day. Many a healthy person is gone before us. We are still around. Allah Ta'ala knows what life is for each person. Every person has that day will come when we will leave. But that day when it comes, that person who was ill, that person who made that sabr, such a person, Allah Ta'ala, by means of that illness, cleans them completely, totally clean, purified from every kind of sin, every kind of wrong, that whatever mistakes happen in one's life, these illnesses, these little tests become a means of complete purification. And now the person has left the world, the person has gone in a completely clean state to Allah wa ta'ala. So, these conditions that come, these are also the gifts sometimes from Allah Ta'ala. Yes, we are weak. One very great Buzruk of his time, Hazrat Haji Imdadullah Sahib Muhajir Makki Rahmatullah he was one day at length, at length he was explaining the virtues of sickness. Can we imagine? The virtues of sickness, of illness. And what are the virtues of the sick person? And he was going in detail about this and explained this, that what a great gift even illness is. As he just was about completing this whole discussion and at length he went into this discussion, at that time one person came in. So that person didn't hear this whole talk. He came in at the end. And when he came in at the end, he immediately came in and he asked, Hazrat, I am very ill, please make dua that my illness is gone. Now everybody who had been present from before, they were surprised now that what is going to be the answer? This person is asking for dua that his illness must go away, he must get cure, he must get shifa. And up to now for this entire duration of time that we are sitting here, the talk has been centered around the virtues of illness and the virtues of the sick person and what a great bounty and ni'mat illness is also. Now this is a kind of contradiction. How does How is... The, our Hazrat going to answer this and how is he going to make dua for this person so this is the Kamal and this is the achievement of the Ahlullah that they manage all these situations perfectly, very well perfect is Allah Ta'ala and thereafter in terms of the human beings, Ambiya are perfect, then every person is human but Allah Ta'ala blesses them with that expertise so he raised his hands and he made dua, and he, oh, he told the person, advised the person, okay, you make dua in this way, and he made, he made dua for him also, that, Ya Allah, the sickness is also a ni'mat, it's also a bounty, it's a gift, and health is also a bounty, and it's also a gift. Ya Allah, I am very weak, Ya Allah, change the ni'mat and the bounty of sickness with the bounty of health. Change the gift of sickness with the gift of health. Both are your gifts. But I am weak, Ya Allah, you change the gift of sickness with the gift of health. So, the person is not complaining in any way. He is not making any kind of you and cry. But yes, he is asking Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, both are your gifts, both are your bounties. I am asking Ya Allah, change this one bounty with the other bounty. There was one great alim of India, Hazrat Muhammad Abdul Qadir Sahib Rahmatullah He once met in a very serious accident. 
and he was lying in hospital completely injured and numerous multiple uh, wounds and whatever else. So he was lying in a very, very pitiable condition in hospital. So others came to visit him, some other senior people. He was one of the very senior people of the work of Dawat and Tabligh. So in any case, the seniors from the Merkaz came to visit him. So when he saw them, so now they are consoling him. So he said, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, the first thing is that this calamity or this test came on my body, not on my Iman. Allah's fazal, my Iman, this accident happened on my body, not on my Iman. Because that is a major accident. How many people are healthy and wealthy, but they are involved because of whatever, got involved in such things that the Iman are now in, is now in jeopardy. They, some have lost their Iman, Allah forbid. So, he said this accident has come, this has come on my body, not on my Iman, Alhamdulillah, I'm making shukar for that. That's the first thing is. The second thing is, Alhamdulillah, as a result of this, how many of my sins got forgiven? While I will ask for cure and shifa, but I'm also making shukar that how many of sins of mine, inshallah, got forgiven. Number three, what rewards from Allah Ta'ala are showering down upon me? So I'm making shukar on that as well. Number four, you people came to visit me, so even you benefited, that you came to visit a sick person, you gained the great rewards of the akhirat. So I, my heart is only focused towards all these positive side of things, and this is what we need to do all the time, to focus on the positive. When a person focuses on the positive, and there's so much of positives all the time, then a person's conditions become lighter. One feels lighter about it. But it requires that we focus on what is the reality. Allah Ta'ala is showering down His Rahmat. And Allah Ta'ala is with those who are broken hearted. Allah Ta'ala is with the sick. Allah Ta'ala is with those who are patient. And the unlimited rewards are being showered down. One's sins are being forgiven. And one's darajat and status is being raised in the akhirat. So, we should be, on the one hand, continuing with dua. And everybody is making dua for you. It's my heartfelt dua as well. Allah Ta'ala showers down His Rahmat and grants complete and total shifa and afiyat to each one, to every sick person. Whoever has whatever ailment, Allah Ta'ala give them complete shifa and afiyat. Allah Ta'ala remove every trace of the ailment and there is nothing difficult for Allah Ta'ala. It is the hukam of Allah Ta'ala. But at the same time, we totally submit to Allah Ta'ala from our heart and we don't complain against Allah Ta'ala in anything. And in this, we focus towards the everlasting rewards of the hereafter. That when a person reaches Jannat, then it comes in one hadith actually. That on the day of Qiyamah, when the believers who are now being given Jannat, when those who didn't have any difficulties in this world as such, some small things came, nothing major, when they will see the rewards of those who had suffered various situations in this world, and they made sabr upon it. Now those who didn't have those conditions, they are seeing what is being, re- what rewards are being given. It comes in the hadith of Nabi Wasallam that those who had been enjoying uh, comfort basically, no difficulties, they would wish on the day of Qiyamah that their bodies were cut up with scissors so that they had to also bear this patiently and they would have been given these great rewards. 
we should always bear in mind, we should not ask for difficulties. This is just merely to highlight what rewards will be blessed to those who made the sabr in this world. So we should never ask for difficulties, we should always ask for afiyat, always ask Allah Ta'ala for safety from any difficulty, and therefore it's our dua, our heartfelt dua for everyone, that Allah Ta'ala grants complete shifa, complete afiyat, complete safety to everyone, Allah Ta'ala give each one the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, may Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala reward one and all, while at the same time, while making dua for everybody, it is our heartfelt request as well, that the duas of the sick person is accepted. Therefore, this is something we should engage ourselves. Dua is not something that is necessary that a person must be facing qibla, must be sitting on the musalla, must be even with the hands raised. All these things are the sunnats of dua that a person makes dua with the hands raised, etc. When one can, one should do so. But even if a person is lying down from the heart, even the tongue is not moving, but from the heart a person is making dua, making dua for oneself, dua for one's family, dua for one's relatives, dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, dua for others who are ill. So this dua must be ongoing, and the dua for a sick of a sick person is very much accepted. The acceptance will sometimes show itself in this world, otherwise it will show itself in the hereafter. Sometimes a person asks for one thing, the person is blessed with something else. Whatever Allah Taala wills, how He wills, otherwise it will all come in the hereafter. But du'as we should be making all the time, even while just from our heart, while we are just sitting, while we are just lying down, engage our heart in du'a, du'a for ourselves, for our families, for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu Even this will, great, uh, will achieve for us great rewards and great blessings from Allah wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala bless one and all. And therefore we are also requesting du'as for ourselves. Du'as for the madrasa, du'as for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'awana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.